Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Fantasy Freaks and Geeks, what's up? You're listening to the NFL Fantasy Life Podcast. I'm James Goat, joined alongside by the pant-wearing Matt Franchise. I do have pants on right now. That is good. <laughs> we do appreciate that. Can confirm. Uh, you were like Ezekiel Elliott on Friday, pantsless. Yes. Which is good. Yes, in my living room, screaming um, <laughs> screaming running back advice at you guys, which some of it worked out, some, some of it, it. did But hey, that's the name <laughs> of the game, isn't it? Sorry, I like it. Sorry, guys. Uh, the WizKid from Wisconsin, <laughs> Alex Gillar. What's going on? Oh, not too much. Just uh, enjoyed the rain this morning, actually. That was that was, that was nice random. Touch. Yeah. Disagree. Disagree. <laughs> we need it. All right. We, we do need it, and it's just nice every once in a while for L.A. to throw you that random curveball. By yep. the way, we're what? We're heading into week seven now. Correct. Um, uh, have you, Alex Gilhart, just given up on life? You have worn that baseball cap, or the football cap, I guess, more often than I, I think I've ever seen you wear it in the uh, previous two years combined. Well, there was there was some personal stuff recently. I'm not giving up on life. Uh, <laughs> Fridays Fridays feel like a good hat day. And then after a super long work day yesterday, I really wanted to go out and run. So I ran at like 10 o'clock at night and took a late shower. So I woke up and was like being drought conscious. I was like, I don't want to like, you know, take a full other shower. So I'll just throw the hat on and deal with that. Drought today. conscious or lazy? Um, well, let, let's uh, let, let's chime in with uh, West Virginia's finest and uh, your roommate, Matt Harmon. Hello. Uh, has he given up on life? True or false? I mean, I'm not going to go so far as to say that he has given up on life, but he that he is certainly giving less you-know-whats than, <laughs> than maybe <laughs> two weeks ago. Let's just say – I feel like we all, we've all reached that point. I was going to say, let's just say the like – That's the, not exclusive to him. The eating at uh, Arby's <laughs> – Attitude has gone, maybe has between the two of us has has equalized a little. Oh, but let's great. just put it that way. Oh, great. Uh, MG, my guy, Marcus Grant. What's up? Uh, yeah, I'm here. The Case Keenum truther. <laughs> yeah, buddy. What's up, pal? Yeah, buddy. I didn't get much Anyone else. Anyone want some tea? <laughs> I didn't get much else right last week, but I got that one right. And I made sure everybody knew about it. Which one to get right? What one to get right? Right. No. The one guy that the one guy that nobody started. The, the QB two for the week heading into Monday Night Football. <laughs> and he wow. was just going off on Case Keenum this week. <laughs> the it's one great. guy that the one guy that nobody started is the one that I got right. Everyone's looking at you like, bro. Why are you? 
taken up for freaking Case Keenum. And then he goes off. He goes off. All right, we got a great show in front of us here today. We're going to do uh, fantasy buy or sell. What do you do with your Packers? Do you buy Aaron Rodgers? Do you sell Aaron Rodgers? Jordy Nelson there as well. Randall Cobb, too. Uh, Eddie Lacy will be talking about all the Packers that you guys have. Buy or sell. Nuke Hopkins, Antonio Brown, Matt Ryan. What do you do with these guys? Uh, we'll, of course, get to your top performers and your biggest disappointments of the week as well. And Alex Gilhart, as always, does such a fantastic and thorough job. Oh, thank you. Scouring the waiver wire. and He'll be giving you some waiver wire gems. But we start the show, as always with our top headlines. The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Whistles go. Woo! I like turtles. We continue to follow breaking news. Don't watch the news because I'm a kid. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife. Dateline, Pittsburgh. Big Ben. Ben Roethlisberger had knee surgery to trim the torn meniscus in his left knee. That does not sound good. The team said, quote, though we do not know a specific timetable, we are confident this injury is not long term. What does that mean? We have no idea. It's not a season long injury. We, maybe it is season long, but maybe it's not 12 months. I don't know. We don't know. We have no idea. Uh, but the coaching staff did rule Ben out for Sunday. So that was very nice of them to do that. Thank you all. Oh, really, Ben, uh, ben uh, tore his meniscus and uh, had knee surgery. So it's going to be out uh, Sunday. Yes, we uh, kind of figured that one already. What do we do with Big Ben, uh, and what do we do with this Steelers offense? We shall go to our terrible towel-waving friend. Hey, hey. Matt Franchise. Well, you asked what this means. This means the Steelers know jo uh, Landry Jones is bad, okay. and they're going to try to get Big Ben back there as soon as they can. I mean, he's they, tough as nails, they can't. Ben. They can't win games with, with Landry Jones back there. It's insane how soon Big Ben is able – and he plays quarterback. He does. He plays through a lot of injuries. He's he plays a tough, through a lot. He's a tough guy. Um, I think what they're going to do is just funnel the offense through Lev Bell. Not that that's not what they were already doing, right. but he's just going to have even more work now, carry, so, carry that offense on his shoulders. Now that their injury-prone quarterback is out of the mix, they're going to funnel all the targets and touches to their injury-prone running back. What well, Injury-prone. <laughs> this sounds like a pretty good recipe for success there. In, right. uh, that's a little harsh, James. That's not, that's, come on. Bro. But I that's fear that Antonio Brown's fantasy value might take a little bit of a dip while Big Ben is out. Which okay. is, you mean you know. because he's never caught a touchdown from someone not named Ben Roethlisberger? Is that true? That is absolutely true. Is, oh, oh, wow. I, I didn't even know that. <laughs> he has never caught a touchdown from someone not named So Brown. there right. you go. There's proof. So <laughs> save your hot takes for our fantasy buyer sale segment, which is shortly coming. Uh, James Starks, knee surgery there for the Packers. Mike Garofolo says he's out four weeks. Eddie Lacy, meanwhile, has a bum ankle. Uh, he may or may not play. There's uh, no clarity there in Green Bay for Eddie Lacy. There's no other listed running backs on the active roster. I don't know who's on their practice squad. It's somebody out of Nevada. I was just going to look it up because I forgot to pull that up beforehand. But to solve that issue, they actually deployed Ty Montgomery in the backfield a whole heck of a lot in uh, in week six against the Cowboys. He was pretty successful out of there. He had six catches on eight targets for, I think, 50-some yards. Not bad. 22 of earlier. 33 snaps. Yep, 22 of 33 snaps. Uh, their the running back, back is Don Jackson. Don Jackson. From Nevada, a five foot ten, two hundred eight pound rookie. He so. sounds like a seventies action. Actor. I was gonna say eighties. Jackson. Jackson. I was gonna say eighties personally. Yeah, Maybe I'm bad. just feeling a little Don Johnson, but okay. I don't know. But yeah, it's not a great situation right now for the backfield. It's not great, in, Bob. Uh, in Green Bay, but who knows? All right, eat it, Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Eddie Lacy does. 
Oh, coming with the early heater. Man. Matt oh Franchise. Man. Wow. In Seattle, Pete Carroll says Thomas Rawls is still a couple weeks away. Franchise. Don't uh, care. Don't. Chris and Michael. <laughs> don't care. Chris and Michael all the Stay way. Stay woke, I got baby. a few tweets like, okay, Chris and Michael's been great, but, you know, will Thomas Rawls be the starter when he gets back? No, I, he's not going to be the starter, if anything. Okay. It will be a committee that Kristen Michael is the leader of. Out of baby. Eddie so. Lacy's ankle still a big question mark, as we mentioned. Not sure if he re-injured or did more damage to it. Trying to play it on Sunday. I probably should have moved that up in the rundown. That's okay. Uh, Des Bryant, meanwhile, <laughs> told reporters that he is definitely, quote, definitely playing in week eight versus Philadelphia. Says he probably could have played this week but the team was trying to take it a little bit cautious there. Des Bryant says he's going to come back in week eight versus Philadelphia. You buying that, MG? I do. I mean, but it's cool that the Cowboys are getting their second-best receiver back. Their second-best receiver? I mean, the best receiver? Cole Beasley? Beasley? You kidding? Yeah, I mean, it's Cole Beasley, but hands down, right? I mean, that's just – Obviously. Clearly. But I, for whatever reason, Cole Beasley and Dak Prescott seem to be a thing. They have a, they have a rapport going, and – I mean, it was frustrating before earlier in the season when Dez was out there and it just right. didn't seem like he was getting the looks yep. from Dak Prescott. And, yep. you know, I think we all felt like, okay, well, maybe Dez at least is helping Cole Beasley be more effective. And then last week or on Sunday, there was no Dez Bryant and Cole Beasley was still effective. So Dez Bryant is now, you know. The only thing Dez Bryant was doing was limiting Cole Beasley. Which, by the way, I'm being facetious, everybody. Because Do not you know at what? me. Like, no, I don't want to get tweets at, about this. At him. No, at him. <laughs> uh, no, but really, though, uh, the only thing Dez was doing was getting in the way of Cole Beasley. Because once Dez came out, Cole Beasley started scoring touchdowns. I mean, when you have a lineup like Cole Beasley, Terrence Williams, and Bryce Butler, why would you need Dez Bryant? Unreal. Beautiful. Dak Prescott's the real deal, is he? Dude, not? he's fantastic. He's absolutely yeah, the real deal. Holy hell, yeah, he's man. doing it with these guys out there. I mean, you're like Bryce Butler, Cole B. How's he doing it? He's dropping dimes. He's able to move in the pocket. He's making great decisions. I was tweeting about it on uh, on Sunday because I was watching this game closely. Obviously, as I watched the Packers just fade into oblivion. Right. But uh, Dak Dak was phenomenal. He he looked like a veteran of like five or six years under center. You know, much less a rookie in his sixth game. Carlos Hyde in San Francisco suffered a shoulder injury, came back, played, then left again, and then did not return. We don't know the severity of the shoulder injury thus far, but, you know, again, uh, it's the running back position. It's one of those things where I could easily see him missing uh, this week. If that's the case, who's the appropriate ad? I mean, I guess it would be Sean Drone if you're looking. To, if you're looking for somebody off the 49er roster, it would be Sean Drone. But I think there are better options out there. And look, I'm, I'm not. Are there? Have you looked at the running back list? Yeah, it's, it's, good it's, Lord. it's a dark place. It is I a dark place. Mike Davis got a fair amount of work, and I think if Hyde were to miss time, he would take over Hyde's role as a less effective early down. I, I would also just keep an eye on the situation because I. Part of me wonders how much of Hyde not coming back was the fact that the Niners were just getting drilled. And you've got a running back who was, you know, he's obviously banged up a little bit. So right. why why run him out there in a situation where sure. you're just not going to rally? Uh, you know, let's save him for another week. Keep a close eye on it. Keep a close eye on it because it can it it could be one of those things where they take a look and on Wednesday they say, oh, he might miss Sunday, and w- because waivers have already been processed, then you're screwed. You got to go rush out to that free agency pool and go pick up whoever you're going to go pick up. But just keep a very close eye on it. So there you go. Dwayne Allen, the tight end for the Colts, injured his ankle. He left the stadium in crutches. It, meanwhile, it was Rainbow Six. Check Doyle. Doing yeah, a little baby. bit of work. Uh, who was this other guy? Is this that swoop character out of uh, Texas? 
he played basketball. Is <laughs> <laughs> another one? I think I think he does have basketball in his background. Did he play? Did he play in Texas? Is this a guy? I mean, look, I I got to be honest with you. I left that game uh, with like five minutes left to go in the fourth quarter because I was like, like a oh. lot of the fans did. I was like, oh, it's over, dude. It's Eric over. Swope played college basketball at Miami. Oh, at Miami. So wait you... a second. Now we got to get that narrative going. He played basketball. He plays tight end. He's six five, two hundred. At Miami, well, he's Jimmy Graham. He's basically he's Jimmy, Jimmy Graham. Graham. What? He's Jimmy Graham. He played basketball at Miami, and now he plays tight end in the NFL. Pick Give him me up. some of that. Whoa, add him off waivers right now. Dude. This, is, this is the kind of great insight that people turn. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean, the, the Dodger game was going on uh, as well yesterday. So full disclosure, didn't catch the sat- the uh, last five minutes or the overtime. For that matter, you missed out. It actually got more entertaining as you got later in the ball game because I was I was you know having the dual screen experience. Um, it did get more entertaining, but the first thirty plus minutes, uh, 40, 45, 45 minutes, I guess you say, were, were pretty awful. It's hard to watch Brock Os- Osweiler games. It's hard to watch. He makes the Texans. it. He makes it not fun to watch. It's hard to watch, watch the football. Colts. That's true too. The Colts are not. A good offense, and I mean, I, I was writing about them today, and it just this offense pretty clearly misses, you know, Dante Moncrief, all these players that they are that are not out there. Philip Dorsett has been one of the most disappointing players, uh, pretty much in the league this year, and for fantasy, he has eight catches, 129 yards in the four games that Moncrief has missed. They don't have like just any real secondary threat beyond Hilton. He and he and Chester Rogers have basically identical stat lines since Moncrief went down. Chester, that is that is Rogers. Chester That's Rogers. hugely disappointing Chester for, Rogers. A, for a first round pick. They they each have fifteen targets. I think Rogers might have one more catch. Uh, Dorsett has one more yard and one touchdown. He had a nice little catch and spin move. Uh, Chester Rogers did in that yeah, game he as did. well. So that wasn't bad. But uh, Dwayne Allen again left that game in crutches. Um, Jack Doyle. I, uh, we've been talking about Jack Doyle a little bit, and uh, he did put in some work once Dwayne Allen also left that game. So he is certainly. For a position group that is as shallow as it is, Jack Doyle is absolutely yeah. worth it at if you need yeah, a tight end play. he's a great For person sure. to target. They, they, Luck had targeted his tight ends like 21% of his throws, but he was splitting them up evenly between Doyle and Allen. But if Allen's out, Doyle should figure to lead that over Swoop or whatever this dude's name is. Swoop. Eric Swoop. Swoop up, Swoop. I like it. Let's play fantasy with <laughs> ourselves. All right. Good Lord. All right. Delete my account. Okay. Uh, Fantasy (laughs) buy or sell. Let's talk about those Packers, shall we? Aaron Rodgers, 294 through the air, had a touchdown, but also had two turnovers. He had a relatively pedestrian, mediocre, below average uh, fantasy day. Eddie Lacy had 71 yards, but still has that ankle. Jordy Nelson had 48 yards. We've been, I've been, t- I've been telling you guys. Look, he's not being that heavily targeted in this passing offense. He had 48 yards. He's touchdown dependent. Well, he's been heavily targeted. He just hasn't done a lot with them. I mean, I guess is he is he even in the top 20 in terms of being in terms of targets in the NFL right now? We'll find out real quick. Uh, Randall Cobb, meanwhile, continued his emergence. Although I, I I read today that he's he's injured possibly. 53 yards and a touchdown. Uh, for Randall Cobb. Jordy Nelson is tied with like five people uh, that starts at the 18th with 47 targets, and he's missed a game. Everybody above him, aside from Mike ah. Evans and Brandon Marshall, has played six games. There you go. All right, what do you do with the Packers, man? Are you buying or are you selling? Because right now their their stock is low. The trouble is, what are you even selling for? Yeah, nobody's gonna nobody's gonna want to take the Packers, so you might just have to. Bury them on your bench for now until this offense. Hopefully, I say this as an ever optimistic fan turns stuff around. But I right, Rodgers has still got great trade value. No, 
not after yesterday. I think it's a little harder to deal him. But the silver lining in this, next three games for the Packers. And okay. Thursday night against the Bears. Okay, that's a good matchup. Next week at Atlanta. Love it. And after that, against Indianapolis. Love it. So if it doesn't happen within the next three weeks, it's probably just not going to happen. I mean, yeah. the Bears matchup, we want to seem like it's a good one because it's, they're – it's, I, I know they're not as bad as we want to make them out. No, they lost all those cornerbacks and, and people in their secondary, and we just kind of assumed like that this was going to turn into an offense you could throw all over the place on, but they haven't allowed a 300-yard passer yet this season. Yeah, they, they have been better than I think we'd like to believe them to be, but I, I still think on these short week – Fangio's doing a great job. Um, yeah, he is. He's, he's doing a very good job there. So, yeah, I, I'd like to hope that on these short week, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe that is an advantage for the offense. I don't know. All right. Well, I'm, I, a- I, I, I'm, I'm worried. Like, if I have any Packers, I'm honest to God concerned about starting them this weekend. Pretty much all banged this, up, this too. Thursday. Really? Yep. I mean, L- Lacey's on a bum ankle. Yeah. J- Jordy is not himself. And if Cobb is injured and Rodgers is still playing like trash, you know <laughs> – I, like I'm honestly, he he's playing horribly. His fundamentals, so his, fundament- his fundamentals are terrible. And then like the the Packers, they tried to mix things up with their personnel groupings in the beginning, didn't work. Then they reverted back to their hurry up. It didn't work. Like the only thing they got going was Ty Montgomery. But I just I I'm concerned. I would be how very uncharacteristic was that underneath interception that he threw? The one to Barry okay. Church. It, I I don't. I don't know what he saw there. Even seeing he the never replays, throws that. I don't know what he never exactly throws that he pick. saw there. That and the the miss of the wide open Cobb in the end zone in the fourth quarter. Like, oh my God, that was horrible. I that mean, was crazy. We, we know what potential this offense has. There's still talented players and things, but right now it's it's become a fantasy situation where the Packers that I have, I'm, I feel better with them on the bench than in my starting lineup. Harmon, what are you doing with these wide receivers? I think you can still be all right with Jordy Nelson, even though yesterday was kind of a disaster because he'd had such a well-defined role in the red zone. But, of course, if they're not moving the ball, they're not going to be in the red zone that often. Uh, But, yeah, right now I think it's kind of a hairy situation. But as Marcus recommended, uh, in the next few weeks it could be – it could be getting better. I don't know if I'm necessarily buying because their name value is so high, um, especially Rodgers. I, I would I would be hands-off on that. But if you can maybe buy a little low on Nelson and Cobb, I'm okay with that. But everybody else, I'm not really interested. All right, let me stay with you. New Copkins, 71 yards uh, on Sunday night. This was the thing. 71 yards is okay. It's not great. But how inefficient was it? 15 targets for New Copkins there in week six, and just 71 yards. I don't know what to make uh, of New New Copkins. Is he going to have a rebound this year? Uh, well, if uh, Brock Osweiler would stop using the force to try and throw passes and maybe just throw it to <laughs> it'll get better. Um, okay. I mean, it, it, part of why it's so hard to watch him is because Osweiler is just so inaccurate it's, throwing the it's football. It's all yeah. over the field, yeah. man. It's bad. And I mean, I, I got nothing else beyond that. Oh, <laughs> it's just I mean, bad. Will, Will, Will Fuller last night, he was active, but he didn't – I don't know if he played yes, a single I don't think he, snap. I think he played it all. He was like, a, it was a surprise. It was definitely a surprise seeing him out there because I think all the reports going into that week was that he was going to be out with right. the hamstring injury. But And, like, he's the guy you worry about stealing looks from Hopkins, and he wasn't there last night, so Hopkins got all the targets. But Osweiler just can't hit him. Even on these short routes, like he's just so inaccurate. Ho- Hopkins is a is a really good player. Yeah, uh, but at the same time, so he got matched up with Devontae Davis right. on thirty plays last night, and it's true nine targets, four catches, thirty one yards, uh, one interception that Osweiler threw for a thirteen point eight passer rating. I mean, Oy. this is kind of what we talked about with. I mean, 
I don't know if we expected Brock Osweiler to be that bad. Uh, but at the same time, like we, I think we kind of all thought that is it really an upgrade over what Brian Hoyer was last year? And with the loss of overall play volume, the loss of target volume, this just spells like kind of a mid, a middling wide receiver too. I feel like we've talked about that on this show before. Are you going to buy or sell? I'm not. I'm not interested in in buying probably because of name value. Okay. Again, because I just feel like it's easy to say like go buy this person, but then again, like what are, what are you giving up? I I don't. I don't know that you're you're you can't if, even if you're buying or if you're holding. I don't think you can expect first round or maybe even high second round sort of value from Hopkins the rest of the way. Here's a trade that I saw go down in one of my leagues recently, and at first I was like, <gasps> "That's that's such a you know that's not a fair trade." And then I was like, "Actually, that's probably all right." DeAndre Hopkins for Legarrette Blunt, straight up. Wow. Yeah, I think that's where we are now. Wow. Really? I think that's where we are now. All right, I want to take a look at his schedule coming up here. Okay, so next Monday, uh, he's got the Broncos. Yeah, probably uh, going to get shut down. Yeah, that's a shutdown. Yeah. But after that, it's it's not bad. He's got the Lions, then the Jaguars, the Raiders, Chargers. Packers have given up a lot of wide receiver yards. And then the Colts. Again. That's not bad. It's not bad. I mean, the Jaguars are, are okay, not great. Um, and again, the you know, you would think that the Packers – They've been giving up a lot of wide receiver yards there, so I don't know. I, I, maybe I wait until you know this week when he plays the Broncos to just drive his value down even further. Yeah. But uh, but after that, I wouldn't mind making a trade for him. I just don't think you can count on any of those games going in that he's going to see you know ten targets. Yep. Catch eight of them for a hundred and something yards with the combination of more threats are emerging. I mean, even for God's sakes, uh, Jalen Strong, C.J. Fedorowicz, C.J. Fedorowicz has led the team in catches, yards, and targets the last three weeks. So I mean, other players are involved. That's true. Uh, Antonio Brown, 45 yards versus Miami. That was a big-time disappointment. Yeah, it was. Uh, We hear about Big Ben missing some time with that knee injury. Uh, We don't know how long he's going to miss, but, I mean, can we at least – I mean, can we at least use our heads here and say it's safe to assume he's going to miss at least three weeks? Uh, meniscus tear in his knee, I, I don't know. If he comes back in four weeks, I think I'd be surprised. But he's so tough, it, he, he could do it. But, but again, Antonio Brown, 45 yards versus Miami. Um, Marcus Grant, give us that stat again. Uh, he has not caught a pass. From a, a touchdown qu- pass. A touchdown pass, I should say, from a quarterback not named Ben Roethlisberger. That is insanity. Uh, buy or sell Antonio Brown? I think you. I think it's a good time to buy him because yeah. everyone's going to be off of him with with uh, Landry Jones and all this, all this per, this slow game coming off a slow game. They go sure. into New England now. New England's going to probably try to shut him down because that's what they do. Um, and you buy him and hope Big Ben comes back in about three weeks and they return to form. And I don't hopefully, think you know Brown has an explosive end of the season fantasy playoffs for you. He definitely does. His value is not going to be any lower than it is today. Right. right. Bad game, no Big Ben. Yeah, exactly. It's interesting. Oh, yeah, you buy you buy him now and hope you know hope he kind of maybe I don't know if you want to you bench him if you actually do trade for him, but uh, you know just hope he comes through in the playoffs. These panic him. levels are palpable. Yeah, oh my God, for sure. And I think there's pretty good reason for them to be that way. Uh, I mean, no no doubt about it. But at the same time, I know he has not caught a touchdown from another from another player, and some of the numbers look bad. But yeah. At the same time, this is still the best wide receiver in the NFL. Okay. You know, I still think he is going to see 8 to 10 tar- – like, unlike New Hopkins, I think you can count on 8 to 10 targets 
at the floor every week for Antonio Brown. Yeah. Uh, Martavis Bryant's not there anymore. That's a thing that was a part of the qu- equation in the past, especially last year. Uh, they have Le'Veon Bell, but they don't have another like reliable second to third target. And I think that that just means more volume for Brown. I'm not going to necessarily freak out, even though I think the ceiling is going to be depressed while Ben is out. Right. I think you can buy him in hopes of a pretty solid floor, and then hopefully he accesses that ceiling again sooner rather than later when Roethlisberger comes back. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if you had Antonio Brown, I mean, obviously you'd like to say you're going to move him for a, a, a brand-name player back, but what can you realistically expect to get back from Antonio Brown if you're looking to sell? If you had Brown right now, would you trade him for Mike Evans? Oh, yeah. No? Like you would get you would give up Antonio Brown for Mike Evans? Yeah, would you not do that? I would. Would you not? I mean, come on. I think I think I would definitely do. No, I guess I just I I value Antonio Brown more than that. I mean, I feel like this is a this is a speed bump. This I think it a, also depends on. But we don't. But we don't know how long of a speed bump it's going to be. I feel like we're operating with a lot of like not real clarity. And also, yeah. But but Ben's such a wild card with injury wise because we know he loves to play up the situation and right. You know, at the same time, like he could be back and. In three weeks and be like, nope, I'm fine, no big deal, and be back on the field. So I, I don't really feel like we're operating with a lot of clarity as to how long this is going to last. Yeah. I, I think you're. I think the other thing too, if you have Antonio Brown, are you not? You're kind of sort of gambling today, because again, we don't know how long and uh, uh, Big Ben's going to be out there. But let's say in on Friday, let's say on Saturday, they're like, you know what? Reports are Big Ben's going to miss six weeks. I think, like I said, I, that would absolutely crush Antonio Brown. Yeah, that's, right. But that's if, the rest of the fantasy regular. But if you right knew there. that, but if we found out Roethlisberger is going to miss the next six weeks, there's no chance you're getting Mike Evans for that. Which game. is why I'm saying today, right? <laughs> Before we right. know, huh? go give me Mike Evans. I'll take that all day. Long. Risky business. There you go. How about Matt? Uh, Matt Ryan. 335 yards, three touchdowns versus Seattle. He had a huge Dude. third quarter. Probably could have had more, but they didn't call that pi. Uh, and oh, the, on the yeah. last last play of the game. Yeah. But uh, what do you do with Matt Ryan? Dude, you hold on you to him play and you him? start him every week, yeah. man. You he play went, him? He went into Denver and put up 14 fantasy points. Yeah. Then following week goes into Seattle and puts up over 20. How about this? Would you trade Matt Ryan? If you had Matt Ryan, would yeah. you trade Matt Ryan to get Aaron Rodgers? Hell no. No way. No, not, not right now. now. No, no. If you had, Absolutely not. It's it's. I tell you what, it's a spicy trade if you had Aaron Rodgers, though. Yes. Um, I mean, if I have Aaron Rodgers, I don't really ever like advocate. And I know this is such an annoying thing to say, but I don't really like advocate ever trading for a quarterback because the okay. production is so replaceable on a week to week business. Yada yada yada. Case Keenum. Yeah, right. I mean, Case Keenum can go out and have a productive game. Uh, you. I mean, you okay. you somewhat have to play a little bit of a guessing game, but at yeah. the same I time, you. no, I I don't know if I'd go make like a, an a Aaron Rodgers for Matt Ryan trade, but okay. I do think Matt Ryan is an every week start. I mean, like last, some weeks it's been. Julio Jones completely disappears, but it doesn't really matter. This right. week, Tevin Coleman had, I think, six touches, and it didn't really matter. They they have so many weapons right now. About ten players caught passes yesterday. They can attack you in so many different varieties that I, I'm I'm in on Matt Ryan as an every-week starter going forward. I really like the way he played, too. I thought he looked sharp. I thought he looked really good. I mean, I know the first half was a bit slow, but, you know, he was protecting the ball. I thought he, I thought he played pretty well from a real-life perspective. It, it helped when Michael Bennett went down. That was something they noted ah, on the ATN podcast. That's and, a good point. Uh, that the pass rush, pass rush wasn't as able to get to him as much. Uh, however, I think this is a, this is a season I saw, I saw a lot of smart people talking about um, 
the touchdown rate and stuff like that. And uh, Matt Ryan right now is sitting with a touchdown rate over seven. Last year, he had a career low 3.4% of like touchdowns per pass attempt. So he was certainly going to bounce back from from that. Uh, some from what that. is, but what is seven? Is seven very average? very high? Okay, yeah, that's high. Like Philip Rivers has a high career one at like five point three. Got it. So seven. I believe is the league average is somewhere around four point six. Yeah. So like Cam Newton in his MVP season last year was around uh, seven. Seven. Okay. Aaron Rodgers in his MVP season was at like seven or eight. Like Tony Romo two years ago at his magnificent season was seven. Okay. So it it's, can be done, but. Uh, my, it's likely that he'll come back to earth, is what you're telling me here. He could, I mean, or the, the way this offense is working, this pace right now, he can, he could, you know, he could very easily keep it afloat. Right. He could just have one of those seasons and then come back so, to earth next year. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm Got saying. It. Like this is the season to ride it. So for context, post merger, so 1970, there have yeah. been 44 seasons where a quarterback has had 200 plus attempts and finished with a touchdown rate above seven. There you go. That includes Matt Ryan right okay. right now. Interesting. Uh, Lamar Miller, 149 on the ground, 29 through the air, two total touchdowns. What do you do with Lamar Miller? I mean, if you didn't buy him before yesterday, I think it's too late now. Price has gone way up. (laughs) So you're believing in the resurgence of Lamar, yeah? Yeah. The other thing is it was a really nice matchup. The Colts have just been gashed by running back. So this was the game where it was like, all right, if Lamar Miller doesn't produce here, get in the end zone, like then then I'm going to panic on Lamar Miller. But he did. He took advantage of the uh, the matchup, and but that's why I'm saying that's why he's in this column in, in terms of right. should you sell high because he had such a magnificent game. If you don't believe in the future production, it's a perfect time to sell. No. Well, I think the the question you have to ask yourself is, do you believe he can score more touchdowns? Because you go back and he had a lot of lackluster weeks leading up to last night, but weeks that would have looked drastically different if he had just gotten in the painted area yep. one or two times. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? So do you believe he can score more touchdowns? I think he can. I think, you know, hopefully they can turn this offense around. And Osweiler, he doesn't have to be great. He just has to be not terrible. Yeah. And Lamar Miller can kind of carry the rest of this offense. We're calling lackluster basically four double-digit performances and one 2.4-point disaster in a horrific game script against the league's best defense. Like, yeah. The guy the guy is a solid producer. I mean, he's not hyper-efficient, but with the volume of touches he's going to get, and there are going to be good and bad mac- matchups moving through, but I think if you own him, you just sit pa- sit tight and, you know, you ride the ups and the downs because he's, for the most part, going to be a steady contributor, but yeah. we know he has these blow-up games in his, you know, wide range of outcomes. Dwayne Brown is back now, too. Makes big yeah, game. that helps. He's that the best helps. offensive lineman. Oh, nice. Terrence right. West, 123 total, two touchdowns versus the New York <laughs> Jets. Uh, Matt Harmon, the floor is yours. Anyone want some tea? <laughs> <laughs> no, Terrence West is a good is a good player. Running backs uh, and football players in general uh, change. It happens. Uh, welcome to real life. Uh, somebody, somebody <laughs> actually uh, tweeted me this weekend. They said, "Who's going to read uh, Kenneth Dixon's Hall of Fame speech?" And I just tweeted back. I said, "They'll just read my mentions. <laughs> <laughs> just read the read those tweets. I think that will suffice." But no, I mean, like I think we said last week. I think that for now, Terrence West is definitely the starter in this backfield that they wanted to get back to running more after firing Mark Trestman. This was a pretty solid, not great matchup, and he didn't average over four yards a carry, but he did get involved in the passing game too. Actually had four catches on six targets, so right. even better to see. That's okay. supposed to be Kenneth Dixon's role, right? That's supposed to be, yeah, anybody but Terrence West's role. I mean, Buck Allen too well, is supposed to be the superior receiver. But yeah. I mean, As Kenneth Dixon develops and starts to get healthier, though, is this not a perfect time to then sell Terrence West? Or are you holding on? <laughs> 
I don't know why everybody wants to oh, sell it. Let, let, let Kenneth Dixon go. Why Hold are you just trying to insert him into this conversation? Yeah. All the time? <laughs> he's not a relevant player. No, he's not. That, okay, that's not. fine. But you're making it sound as if Terrence West is a locked and loaded every single week top ten running back. He's I'm not, not making not. it sound like he's that. Not. I say he's a weekly RB2. He's not. Yeah, I mean, he's an RB2 at worst if he's going to get the volume that he's going to get, that he's that he's been getting when the team has been successful. I don't know why we would think like that a team that – finds a formula, plays well with it, is then just going to be like, well, we also drafted this fourth-round rookie that people like his YouTube clips on Twitter. We should probably play him because these <laughs> people on Twitter suggest it. It's like right now Terrence, Terrence West is an, an actual honest-to-God workhorse, which is a rarity in the NFL, and everybody's yeah. like, but look, there's this unicorn. I swear it exists. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to come in and do all this stuff. Yeah, let it die. Yeah, and I, and I mean, even if even if Dixon does get more work, which he certainly may well, I'm being a little facetious when I'm just being a jerk about it, but uh, <laughs> I, I, he might he might end up getting more work. But the, my point is, like, right. it's the running back position. We know these guys die week in and week out. If you got one and you got him out of nowhere, I don't understand like the instinct to then just go around and sell him. Also, again, I keep coming back to name value. Yeah, I've still got. Jerkoff's telling me that like he's Terrence West. Like that that he's Terrence West thought will never go away. But when you float him out for a trade, it'll still be a part of it. Which is the same argument that was he's Kristen Michael. Yeah, and same, like, same and exact thing. Happened there. They can like, all go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, that's I think we're talking about this is the theme of twenty sixteen is these wayward soul running backs. Like players change, players get better. You know, they, especially when it's off the field, like mental stuff, like Kristen sure. Michael or Terrence West or these yeah, that's guys, huge. and and we're seeing all awakenings all over the place. Awakenings, all awakening tour twenty sixteen. Yeah, I, scheme also helps, and surrounding personnel also helps as yes. well. All right, so there you go. Terrence West uh, was not in a great situation there in Cleveland. No, finds himself in a much better situation there in Baltimore. All right, top performers now. How about Drew Brees? Four sixty-five through the air, four touchdowns. Ooh, buddy. Uh, he was Drew Brees. At Drew Brees at home. Ho hum. Was Took advantage Drew of that Panthers secondary. Case Keenum, God. your quarterback too. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't Kenny get any, it doesn't get any less funny the farther away we get from it. It does not. I, look, I, I know I I kind of pumped him up on the podcast last week. I still didn't think he was going to go out and cook up a thirty burger. Like, yeah, I didn't that's... think I didn't think that was going to happen. That's nice. When I said he'd give you like a sneaky good number, I was like, oh, 19, maybe twenty points. Like that that was like the ceiling for me. Tom Brady, three seventy six and three touchdowns. I think he's the first player in modern NFL history to throw for three hundred plus and three touchdowns. Uh, to in his first two games uh, to open his own particular season, if that makes any sense, since he had that four games. Sure, yeah. Uh, Matt Stafford, 270 through the air. Not a ton of yardage, but did get four touchdowns. Was in your top five as well. Odell Beckham Jr., 222 and two touchdowns. Finally. Can we – I feel like this week's Just Throw It to Your Good Players Award goes to Eli Manning because – you know, everybody complained about how the Giants' offense was stale and awful looking, and then and they just still, threw it to Odell. Yeah, he started throwing it to Roger Lewis, and good things happened. <laughs> <laughs> it was still pretty stale in the first. Half. It wasn't yeah. good. I mean, the thing about it is, like, yeah, they threw it. They threw ten targets to Odell, but he only had twenty one point seven percent of the team targets, uh, and they they did still spread the ball around, which they is did. nice. They have a lot of a lot of weapons there. I mean, we've talked about the three wide receivers. Also, Roger Lewis did look good on his touchdown catch. Uh, they have running backs that they want to throw to too. But yeah, I mean, it was just Odell putting the team on his back essentially, and. That's what we've been saying. Eventually, one of these games was going to come, and here it was. He set a franchise record for receiving yards, surpassing the great Plaxico Burris for a single season. 
uh, single game rather, 222 yards in one game. Pretty good. Um, Brandon Cooks, 173 in a touchdown. I thought the split between Brandon Cooks and Sneed would have been a little bit more equitable. Yeah. It was not. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, really, I like I like both of those receivers. I know sure. I, I know I like Cooks more than than Harmon does. I know how you feel about him, but either way, I mean, those are both those are both big play guys. I just it's what I say about the Saints. Like you just never know. Like Michael Thomas had a, a really nice game. Brandon Cooks obviously had the big game, so that right. means that Willie Sneed was the odd man out this week. Next week, it could change. It could be Sneed and Thomas, and Cooks is the odd man out, and then you got. Kobe Fleener getting rushing touchdowns. Oh, God. <laughs> that was All weird. Right. We'll say, I think what? Thomas now has a touchdown in three straight games. Yeah, though, and I think he, he also leads the team in targets. I was in that just time. looking that up. Yep. Interesting. He's, uh, yeah, interesting. He's he coming leads on. the team in targets. So no the last three weeks. So no player on the Saints yesterday saw more than eighteen percent of the targets. Cooks being obviously the leader there with nine targets. Uh, no one for the season has more than twenty percent of the targets. Speaking of just the way it's spread out, Cooks's home road splits are also incredibly dramatic, which, you know, I think obviously we kind of expect with the Saints offense. Uh, but for now, over his la- the last two seasons, he averages 94.8 yards per game at home, 56 yards per game on the road. But even more interesting than that, and this is why I think like Cooks, I don't think Cooks is a bad player, but I think he is an overrated player. Uh, I think he's more like Deshaun Jackson than people want to admit, which is fine, but you have to expect boom and bust nature. Right. So Scott Barrett from Pro Football Focus tweeted out this week. I've linked it in a couple articles too. In his career going into this game against corners with a sub four, four, five speed, he's averaged 1.4 fantasy points per target on 63 targets. Okay. And against all slower corners, he, then four or five speed. He's averaged two point three seven fantasy points per target on fifty two targets. So wow. again, just the slower corners, less physical guys. Cooks can burn them, but yeah. you've seen him get shut out before. I mean, hundred percent coming into this game, it was a really bad ride for Brandon Cooks. Even in a home game against Desmond Trufant, he only had two catches. So I mean, this is what I mean. You just have like if you're not up to up to speed on what Brandon Cooks is as a player. I don't know when you're like expecting that to change. That's interesting. It's almost as if you can truly predict what he's going to do based off of the guy that the corner that's going to be guarding him. Yeah, who's going to be covering him, where the game is going to take place. Sure. So like next week I got to dig into uh you know, I got to look at the numbers a little more as to like mm-hmm. where Marcus Peter and Brandon Cooks are going to line up against each other. And Marcus Peters is got banged up uh, in that game too, so yeah. we'll see his health. He only played about 81% of the snaps, but he primarily sticks at left corner. So again, I got to go look back and where uh Brandon Cooks is going to line up, but you know, that's a a theoretical game to put your flag up because he's a good cornerback. They're going to be playing outside. So this narrative feels like it's right up your alley, James, as the person who quotes the most forty times on this podcast. <laughs> That's a very good point. This feels like it's just right up your alley. Now I got to go look up CB good forty times. <laughs> yep, get on it, get on it, James. Oh man, I mean, uh, Golden Tate one sixty five and a touch. No, I know. This is not sustainable. No, if you have him, sell him right now. Oh my god! Right. I thought I thought this was going to be the Marvin Jones game. He had the touchdown, but like you what, and ten he, yards. He had the touchdown on what the first drive, yeah. and I was I was sitting there. Really, that'd be a huge like, day. Hands raised. I was exactly. like, so it begins. Yeah. Right. And actually, that was Nothing. the ending. That was I the know. ending. He had ten yards total in that touch, and it was kind of a shootout. I know. Antoine Bolden was yeah. putting in work. It's weird. It's crazy. Kenny Britt, 136, two touchdowns. He hey, continues buddy. to be a solid contributor, actually. Ken- Kenny Britt saved my week in a couple leagues, I Is guess. Is that right? I, don't, I never, never thought, thought I'd, you'd I'd ever <laughs> say that in my life. There you go. Uh, at the running back position, uh, can we talk about Jay Ajayi? Sure. 
204 on the ground, two touchdowns. Yeah. What? Coming into this game. What happened? Steelers' run D was like fifth in the league. And we heard about Arian Foster making his return this weekend. Yeah, this, yeah. This, this makes no sense. There's I, I, there's no way anyone played Jay Ajayi last week. Ike, no Taylor, Ike Taylor apparently played Jay Ajayi. Oh, come on. I think but I, I think it's probably because he just forgot to look at his lineup. Okay, that's fine. I, I played I played. Jay Ajayi in the Scott Fishbowl, but that's only because, you know, that's for one, it's a super deep league, but also, like, yeah, I just, my team is so bad. I was yeah. Like, oh, God. Because you drafted, like, mid July. Yeah, because I drafted him in, like, mid July yeah. in like, the fifth round, and he was still on my team. So I'm like, <laughs> well, all my other running backs are terrible. You get a point per carry. Maybe you'll it, get eight carries. It was oh, crazy. He had, like, six runs of 10 yards or more. He kept, he, he, there that's were a couple six, times. That, that 65-yard touchdown run? Yeah, which was like in the last minute of the game. Was legit. Yeah, so. and he, we saw him do that. I don't know if it was a reception or a run in that overtime game uh, against Cleveland a couple weeks ago, that game-winning score. Right. Where he just he just flashes his speed when he gets into the open field, and he can it's go, man. It's speed and power, though. Yeah, so. and there, there were a couple runs that looked like they were designed for him to run up the middle, and he didn't find room, and he, he bounced outside and just gained huge chunks of yard around the outside, and there were no defenders there. I'm really curious to see what happens this coming week because yeah. – this could be an, a number of things. This could just be one of those total outlier games. Where this years, is Jonas Gray. We're years from now. Ugh. You guys remember when Ajayi had 204 yards against the Steelers? LOL. Or <laughs> is this is this a case where over the last couple weeks, Ajayi has like kind of won over the coaching staff. They've been giving him more and more work. He had six carries three weeks ago, 13 carries for 42 and a touch last week. Remember the game-winning game score? The game-winning game score four weeks ago, and now and now this big game. Yep. So is it – because, like, when Ajayi came into the league, it was his on-field talent was never questioned. Right. He drew comparisons to Marshawn Lynch for his right. balance and his ability to bowl people over and stay upright, which is what we saw on the field this week. So I think if you were, if you were lucky enough to have him stashed on your bench, you might have – you know, you might, you could have lucked might have into lucked like a, le- a league winner, or it could be a total aberration. So we need to see what happens on the field this week. I, I'm kind of with Harmon. I hate saying like we need to see it play out, but like we need to see it play. Th- out. I could see this going either direction. This and whole it would not surprise this me. whole backfield makes me feel uncomfortable. I, I, I can't wait. It just for makes the, me uncomfortable. I can't wait for the J. Ajayi questions I'm going to get on Twitter, and I'm just going to be like, dude, bro, I don't know. Just say yes to everything. Yes. You know? No matter what the question is. Hey, just say J, yes. J. Ajayi or dot, dot, dot. B- I have just, no freaking idea. The answer is B- yes. B minus. B minus. J. Ajayi or Terrence West? B minus. Damian Williams also scored a, a touchdown from, like, the, he was lined up as a fullback. Yeah. That was something. Which was weird. And then Arian Foster looks like a dinosaur, which is something I said in the preseason, and y'all flamed me for it. Oh, I didn't flame you. You did. Everyone was like, Arian Foster's back, you guys. And I was like, nobody flamed you. First of all, first of all, all of you sat here. Well, first of all, they saved me. I feel like he's creating narrative. No, no, no. I'll find it. (laughs) You should find it because I don't remember that. I will find it. I can't wait to see your fiery tweet. We definitely said that we were off. The Jayajayi train because the coaching staff hated him. But I don't know if anybody of us was like, oh, yeah, Jayajayi's back. I mean, maybe Coke because he's an idiot. But no, no, also, first of all, I, for, uh, he had one. I mean, when was, the last time, when was the last time I advocated a a 30 plus year old running back? Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's a good point. He's got a good point. <laughs> yeah, your narrative is off. But Come hey, on. hey. Frank Gore finally ended that hundred yard streak for the Colts. Hey, oh yeah, there you go. It, it took it's a lot of work. Over. It took hey. a lot. It took Frank a lot of work though. Because he, he won't go every, away. Every time Frank Gore rushes for hundred yards, the Colts lose. Oh, Man. boom! 
That's a trend. Oh. <laughs> wow. 100% One of the time. Games. Also, Man. Tom Brady, I mean, LeGarrette Blunt has scored 100% of the games that Tom Brady's been in this year. Boom. Trend. Wow. Did look, you look at the numbers for that? Look cool. <laughs> Good. Perfect. Uh, Shady McCoy just went off mm. on the Chip Kelly. Revenge. I love it. Called, I love call, it. Called it. Oh, uh, you and everybody else. <laughs> 140, three touchdowns, pretty good. Lamar Miller, as we mentioned, 149 on the ground, 29 through the air, two Called touchdowns. It. Terrence West, 123 <laughs> total, two touchdowns. All right, a tight end position, 162 and a touch for Gronk. Kobe Fleener, meanwhile, 74 receiving yards did and not, a touchdown. Did not call it. Plus <laughs> a Wait, rushing touchdown. He had a receiving Gross. rushing. Didn't Josh Hill score too? Yep. Or did that one get called back? No, that one stood. Oh, boy. Gross. C.J. Fedorowicz for the Texans continues to surprise. 85 yards and a touchdown there. And then Hunter Henry, 83 yards and a touch. You mean the truth? The truth. Uh, Can I give – I'll give one stat regarding Hunter Henry, though. Um, In the game that – the first game that Antonio Gates was back, he played 80 – I think 83% of the snaps. Uh, In this just – this most recent game, he played 68% of the snaps. We're starting to see his snap usage go down. I'm not exactly sure what to think about Hunter Henry. Again, that trend could continue literally uh, into week seven, too, if his snap count goes down or – because here's the thing, San Diego's not running a lot of 12 personnel. They're really not. Uh, they're moving Hunter Henry into the slot and asking him to do, do different things, but uh, they're just not running a lot of 12. I don't know what the, the outlook holds. I, he's got s- but at he's least good, though. 60 yards and a touchdown. But he's good, though. He's games. really good. I have a hard time seeing them putting that genie back in the bottle and then to their fans and other people, like if they just start trotting out slow Antonio Gates, who I still love, and, yeah. you know, Meanwhile, the big athletic Hunter Henry sitting I, on the sideline. I get what you're saying. I man. think they're going to split like I said, work. I'm torn. They're going to split work, but yeah. I think Henry's a viable starter in fantasy from here on out. Yep. Okay. There you go. Biggest disappointments, Russell Wilson, 270, uh, 270 yards passing, no touchdowns. Alex Smith, I put him on this list because oh a lot of folks were expecting big things against Oakland, the worst pass defense in the league, 224 yards passing, no touchdowns. Bad. There should have been one touchdown, though. That Dontari Poe touchdown. The Dontari Poe touchdown. so mad. Was that? Ugh. I thought he threw it forward just I a bit. I did, too. Hungry no? Pig, right. I, I saw that touchdown right. and I was like I was like yes finally God. and then I checked my fantasy score later and it was just there was still no touchdown and I was like I was just over here like and, and, the, and the I'll tell you the crappy thing about it too they first gave it to you yeah oh they did oh, oh yeah. no oh, I didn't, I never it was it was it, it was upon further review that yeah, they, they decided they, it was yeah, a yeah. rushing that's play. evil they give it, and it was it so away. wrong oh, that's evil it I was had, so wrong I had finally settled down from my tilt no, on no. that and now oh, no, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I was looking at my my stat trackers and it, it popped up on there and I'm like all right here we go Alex Smith it's gonna happen nope okay it's been rolled a rushing touchdown great because it was laterally thrown although i'm telling dude on the replay what i'm like come on that was not laterally thrown it was like one inch forward Don-tar-po. oh well We're dang stupid at the running back or excuse me at the uh, wide receiver position biggest disappointment antonio brown 45 yards against miami i think a lot of folks were expecting huge numbers there didn't get it huge jordy right. nelson 48 yards for him uh no touchdowns mark ingram just 60 yards so oh by the way dontari poe with the one yard touchdown run more fantasy points than Mark Ingram. Cool, dude. By the cool. way, I, can way we, to way to point. You're that the out man. Seriously, I, thanks, bro. Did did Mark Ingram show up at Sean Payton's house and grind his feet on the couch? I mean, why? <laughs> why are we Forget running your couch, Sean Payton? They should have never I gave was, you money. Kobe I mean, Fleener had never had a rushing attempt. Oh, I know. He didn't have one in Stanford. At Stanford, he's never what had one in the NFL. That? Now he gets one and he's scoring. T- like, 
you really did something to make your coach angry. That They're you rolling can't get. Travaris Cadet out there I mean, up well, the middle really? for um, no reason. Not cool. Dude. I mean, Ingram did see most of the backfield touches, but it's just I think this is just a weird game too. They had over 500 yards of total offense, and Ingram had 61 total yards. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. or 60 total yards. 60 like, total what, yards. What in the hell? I don't know. I don't get it. Travis Kelsey just 32 yards again against that Oakland. That whole Chiefs pass I mean, offense. Yeah, what? Jeremy Macklin has been poop. <laughs> Poop is, is certainly one part in my language. It. Hashtag, anal- <laughs> hashtag analysis. But I, I will watch say, your mouth. I will say to your point though, like and this entire passing game did disappoint yesterday, except yeah. for Spencer Ware. Well, I mean, and that's the thing. Yeah, the Chiefs were able to go back to that script where they control the game on the ground, and because they now have two really good running backs. Which, by the way, I don't know about any of you guys, but I don't think I don't see how this is anything but an even split the rest of the way. I think at, Andy at worst, at best. At, yeah, at worst for Ware, I'm saying it's yeah, yeah, an even split. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so if you're a Jamal Charles owner, I think you just got to kind of get around to that reality. Like a flex. I don't think they have any incentive to to change that. But but that but that being said, like. The Chiefs have more weapons now than they have in the past. You know, and I'm, like yeah. they have this Tyreek Hill guy. They have, you know, Albert Wilson. They have Jeremy Macklin, Chris Conley. Like, I believe, again, 10 players on the Chiefs recorded a catch on Sunday. And so it's just not as highly concentrated as it was when it was just Macklin, Kelsey, and the running back. You know what's so weird, too? They got speed all of a sudden. On, on the outside, because Tyreek Hill can burn, Chris mm-hmm. Conley can burn, Jeremy Macklin's a very good player with speed. Albert uh, Wilson's the fastest player in the. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor Bert only played like 11 sla- snaps yesterday, or something like that. But all of a sudden, this Chiefs passing game is is interesting to me because they got so much speed out there, and then again, Andy Reid, you know, is fully utilizing his running back committee. Oh, it's it's an interesting offense. There's no question about it. All right, let's get to the waiver wire. Uh, every single week, Alex Gelhard does the yeoman's work in terms of trying to find these guys uh, via the waiver wire and on the deep waiver wire as well. You can go catch his work, uh, NFL.com slash Gelhar, spelled G-E-L-H-A-R. Correct, or slash waivers and slash deep dive are where the majority of the guys are there. I think we just mentioned Spencer Ware. He actually was dropped in, like, thousands of NFL.com leagues. I think. Wow. I that. Why? Because well, like, everybody, because I know Joe right. but right. still, I mean, I mean why? Three let's, fumbles. let's not forget, yeah, you had a bunch of fumbles, and there are a lot of people that play a lot more casually. There are not a lot of people that live in football like we do, so when you're like, oh, superstar running back is coming back, I might yeah, as well obviously. drop his quote-unquote backup. Yeah. So just give it a, give it a look. He, Wrong. He might, he might be out there. <laughs> no, uh, next. James James White's a great ad this week yeah. too because uh he's you know his he's outsnapped Blunt in each of the last two weeks that Brady's been under center right so he even has a solid floor in uh, standard leagues but he's a great ad in PPR Kenny Britt we kind of talked about him in top performers this touchdown breakout was coming he had been yeah. like he had been the best receiver he had at least four catches in like sixty plus yards in I think four or five games and then he was inches away from a three touchdown game in this one too he got stopped on literally like the that's two a good point line. actually. Um, Mike Thomas, we talked about. Ty Montgomery is a sneaky player to pick up this week because I like him. Uh, the I way, like him like, a lot. Like we talked about his usage: twenty-two out of thirty-three snaps in the backfield. He yeah. played out wide. Devonte Adams has a concussion, and as you mentioned, Randall Cobb uh, did not practice on Monday with a back injury. So if he's out, Ty Montgomery honestly might be the feature back and the number one slot receiver. <laughs> Pretty crazy. So he he could be a huge pickup in PPR leagues this week against the Bears because, I, I mean, he had 10 catches this week. It wouldn't surprise me at all if he has 10 again this on Thursday against the Bears. Right. How cool would it be if they changed his designation to WR slash RB? That'd be pretty funny. It could be like college recruiting, just athletes. Um, <laughs> Alex Smith, I wrote, if you picked him up this week and got burned, he's still a decent streamer this coming week against the Saints. As I know, is, right? As is 
Colin Kaepernick. Harmon mentioned oh, it on this dude. podcast. There's going to be weeks he's going to play him. Yeah, he's playing I'm playing Kaepernick this week. Do not at me. He's playing the Bucks. Really poor secondary. He adds a nice floor running. It's uh, it is certainly he, interesting. He had 18 fantasy points yesterday, right? And then uh, yeah, he had 18 yesterday in a in a blowout game that was just like not a good spot for him at all. And then uh, C.J. Fedorowicz is uh, a good option on tight end. Like Harmon said, he leads the team in what targets, receptions, and yards the last three weeks. Yeah, I mean he's a uh, or he's second on the he might be second on the team in targets, but is leading in catches and yards over the last two weeks. Uh, so he's at least in the streaming conversation. Yeah, for sure. Oh, and I would add. Two, Mike Wallace is owned in quite a few leagues, but if okay. somebody dropped him too because of Steve Smith's emergence, they get a great spot against the Jets next week. What about okay. Perriman too? Perriman's Perriman for a deeper option. That's, yeah, absolutely. He had a he had about like a, a forty yard catch, I think, right to start that game off. Oh, and then it's a, not a bad idea to grab the Bears' number one wide receiver and Cameron Meredith too. <laughs> oh God, God. Dude, this is life. <laughs> I now. say I say facetiously, but this dude, is not really. Dude's had twenty seven targets the last two weeks. Wow. He followed That's, up his breakout performance that is crazy. last week with one hundred and thirteen yards. That is crazy. That's He's played crazy. well too. Did you do reception reception perception on him? Yes. How He's how were the results? Thing. I mean, I think like he's a guy, not guy. like, and I don't say that to be mean. I mean, I mean that like actually in a good way that I think they found a guy that they can really ha- like count on as a contributor. Right. Um, I mean, he's not better than Alshon Jeffrey, but for whatever reason, this is the way things are, as Marcus said. But he's, he's certainly, I think he proved himself to be uh, a good player, especially when you look at his numbers. Like he's so much better against man coverage than he is zone coverage. And I think that speaks to that he's just a really high-end athlete. I mean, if you, you just go back and look at his results, I mean, he has just a six, I think a 6.73 cone drill, 4.440 at over six or over six foot three tall. So, I mean, like, yeah. Good athlete. I think he gets off man coverage well, but he's still working through like the mental side of the game. All right. There you there go. There we go. Uh, should we do daily dap to get out? I got to do something unprecedented here real what? quick. I have to leave. What? Okay. So I got to get out of here. Um, I'm not doing daily daps. I got I do. I know. I really got to go. <laughs> oh. I gotta go to a, I gotta go to a next gen stats meeting that I forgot about, so I'm already late. So oh, all right, so, okay. I, so hey. I have to go. Hey, bye. All right, bye. All right, I never I never have a daily dap ready anyway. So all right. uh, wow. thanks thanks all for right. listening to me. These guys will take it. Bye. <laughs> bye, me at. See you later. Wow, wow, wow. wow. Just big. Dropped the mic. He big leaked this now. Well, we had to great. start recording late because he had a guy. meeting too, a fancy meeting about something else wow. going on. Now he's leaving us for a meeting. Bye. Okay. Just, Guys, end, just they, end the podcast. They grow up so fast. I know. I know. Okay. Why are we even here right now? I know, right? <laughs> just for the sound. <laughs> <laughs> Sad. All right, let's actually do it. All right, let's now. do it. Extra, extra, read all about it. This is the day. Depths and hooks. Give me depths, because I'll be scribbling right. Give me dabbing up depths about depths. Depth. All right, daily dab time. Let's go to MG, my guy, Marcus Grant. What's up? Uh, my daily dap actually is to uh, a couple of you guys here. Uh, okay. First off, a daily dap to James Coe, just because you used the word hyphy in a column. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Sick. I just was like just kind of perusing your news and notes, and you, you wrote the word hyphy. I column. don't know what that word means. Uh, it's a Bay Area word. It basically means getting excited. And oh. I used it I used it accurately. You did. Uh, you used it completely properly, Thank and so uh, props Perfect. to you for that. Thank you. And uh, daily daps to, uh, to franchise here because uh, – you and your your lovely fiance threw a very nice engagement slash birthday party. Thanks, on Saturday. man. We were uh, hanging out on the shores of Malibu, 
drinking wine and pretending to be sophisticated, which oh. uh, the rest of the world knows we are not. But at Correct. least for a day, Was we had everyone else. Was Malibu? We could pretend. Were we that far up the coast? Yeah, we were in Malibu. Yeah, man. All right. That was Malibu. We were, we were in Malibu. All right. Uh, it was it 27 miles of scenic beauty, as the uh, as, like as the sign says when you enter that city? It was a beautiful uh, day. Uh, but it was a wonderful day, and so yeah. thanks to you for that. Why thanks for coming. A, why is it such a pain in the neck to get there? Because there's only one way to get to Malibu. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's so it. There's only one way to get there. Yeah, you, I, helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> the only way I come in. Which was kind of you to lend us your helicopter. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, you mean kind of Matt Harmon to let... Uh, yeah, that's right. His, 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 his uh, big-time helicopter? big-time helicopter. Wow. He just he just took it to the next-gen stats. That's meeting. true. <laughs> Here, honestly, I thought he was like, I've got to say something or I want to bid something or a take. And I was like, oh, what's this going to be? And he's like, right. I have to leave. And I was like, uh, oh, uh, all right, oh, fine. Okay. Wow. Thought he was going to go off about Jeff Janis or something. Oh, boy. Uh, he did that a bit on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Wizkid, give me a daily day. Uh, well, I'm super late on this, but uh, I had been uh, falling behind on a lot of my TV shows and stuff that I wanted to watch right. uh, as the season was picking up and other things were going on. But last night, I finally finished work, and I had got done with that run, and it was like quarter after 11. I was like, you know what? I'm finally going to start Stranger Things. I'm just going to watch one episode, oh. then go to bed. I still haven't watched it. Obviously could not watch just one episode. I watched the first so two, good. and then it was dangerous because, like, <laughs> My, I was hooked in the show, and my adrenaline was pumping a little bit. I was like, oh, God. I was like, I need to stop now. It's after one. I'm like, if I don't, I'm going to watch at least four more of these, and then right. it's going to be 5 o'clock, and I'm gonna be like, well, I better just make a pot of coffee. No, I know. So, I've, I've been there, too. So I daily depths to that. It's <laughs> it's a it's a fant- it's a fantastic show. Uh, Marks and I were talking about it a little bit, and I know Harmon liked it. But the kids are great. It's, it's fun, and it's just cool to see Netflix putting on good stuff like that. So if you haven't checked it out yet – Definitely give Stranger Things a watch. It's it's fantastic. Unbelievable. Uh, did I tell you guys about that time I was watching Stranger Things? Second to last episode. Super intense moment. Um, and in my house, I have to ter- put the headphones on because I got a kid. And uh, so I got the headphones on. I'm watching Stranger Things. Super intense moment. It's like 2 o'clock in the morning, okay? <laughs> and I think I my wife is, is asleep. <laughs> she comes down, and she thinks I'm asleep. So she comes to wake me up. And grabs my shoulder and shakes me really oh, hard, sh- <laughs> and I, I lost it. I almost punched her right in the face. <laughs> oh, you never she, told us that. Now she says that I kicked her, which I may have done, but I think <laughs> I pushed her off with my legs. You blacked out is what happened. I swear to God. Don't remember. A fear blackout, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Dude, I can see that. There's some, cool. there's only the <laughs> first crazy. episodes, there's some really good tense I'm moments like, and stuff. So. I'm like sweating Think about how scared I was. <laughs> it was ridiculous. All right, franchise, give me a daily dap. All right, my daily dap is going to go to Jim James, also known as the front man of a band called My Morning Jacket. Okay. He's got a his second solo album coming out uh, later next month in November. He just put out a song. He's got two s- singles out. He just put out one called Here in Spirit, which is his response to the Orlando shooting. So it's got a v- huh. little bit of a political uh, angle to it, and it's part of a uh, this thing that's called 30 Songs, 30 Days, that artists are putting out a song a day for 30 days in protest of one of the presidential hmm. candidates. And uh, Jim James is one of my favorite guys, amazing songwriter. And I'm actually going to a uh, a special event on Wednesday night where it's a playback of his new album with him and the producer, co-producer of the album. We're going to be there to oh, talk cool. about Love a little it. Q&A and stuff. So right. Jim James, check him out. Oh, yeah. Uh, Daily Daps to this video that I saw about uh, three contestants in a row on The Price is Right got to $1. What? Whoa. Wow. Yeah, dude. And the crowd lost 
their damn city. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, Daily Daps, go check that out for sure. Daily Daps to Adam Rank for creating the Danger Zone. Uh, I had a small hand in helping to develop that idea, but he's the creator of it. And we are, for those of you who don't know, it's a uh, very deep sleeper segment. Uh, and we we dress it up with a bunch of shenanigans. Oh yeah, but it's it's a deep sleeper segment, okay? But to make it fun, we we dress it up with pro wrestling references. Blah blah blah. Paint his Anyways, own. Uh, we we've hit four of our past four guys. Wow. I mean, hundred percent success rate. Had a, a very high graduation rate last year. I know. Year. Very high. We yeah. had we had Gary Barnage on there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, heck yeah. The, and you guys were early on him. Da- so Danger Zone is always fun. If you're in more competitive leagues and you read my waiver wire column and you're always tweeting at me like, none of these guys are available in my league. And <laughs> be sure to check out James and Adam's Danger Zone Who? segments. They, they tweet them out from the fantasy handle. Uh, Hashtag fantasy danger zone if you want to go check it out. But uh, four for four. So that's who, like unprecedented. Who were the, who were their four players? So we had Anquan. I had Anquan Bolden, and he had, I think, Lance, Lance Kendricks, Kendricks this week. Yeah. Wow. I forgot who it was He's the previous touchdowns. year or the previous week. Uh, I don't know who he had, but uh, I had uh, I had a wider – oh, Marquise Goodwin. Caught a touchdown. Yeah, oh, my did. God. <laughs> so that one against the Jets? No, 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 not the or one against after the Jets. Oh, no, no. Uh, it, was against, it, was, uh, it was against the Rams. Oh, okay. Uh, Got you. In, uh, in, week, in week five. Got you. Right, right. Wow. Yeah, it was random. But, yeah, the segments are always fun, and uh, they're, they're accurate so far. So, <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> nice job. It's so silly. Anyways, all right, so that's the show. We appreciate you guys listening. Uh, even though Matt Harmon big-timed us for Matt Harmon. MG, my guy, Marcus Grant, the franchise, and the Whiskey from Wisconsin, Alex Keller. I'm James Coe. See you. See you later. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com.